Good afternoon, patriots. You are tuned into Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today, I cover the hypocrisy of a local group that has demanded to be taken seriously. Next, on Living with Liberty. It was a very busy week last week for me. You could probably tell that, as I only did one show last week. There is a lot going on locally here that I have been getting involved in, both from an aspect of trying to catch up on the history of how we got to the point we are at in my community, and attending various meetings like our local conservative club, school boards, and just the last piece of this is doing general research overall as far as future shows and blogs are concerned and, you know, for the work I'm doing locally here. Now, this show is going to have more of a local focus and feel to it. It'll be heavy on some of the things I am hoping to fight against locally, some of the things I'm trying to expose locally. But I hope you will find some nuggets in it that you can use in your own local activism as you're getting involved in your own communities. Now, we have a group here locally They're called the Coalition for Dismantling Racism, or CDR as I'll refer to them from uh, here on out, that is attempting to push a BLM-type agenda within our community. Whether it be perceived issues within our schools or perceived issues within our community, they are pushing an agenda that is seeking to divide and destroy our community to really put us at each other's throats. CDR is one of those our way or the highway type of groups, as you can well imagine. The duplicity from them still is is astounding to to say the least. And as per usual, the name is the complete opposite of what their actual intentions are. Now a little bit about my town. My town is a healthy majority conservative town. It goes uh, about a 60-40 split. Also, many in my town are way too nice to speak up or out against anything controversial, it seems. Which is also how we have gotten to this point where the squeaky wheel of this group is getting some oil now. CDR doesn't seem to understand their audience here and how to go about winning people to their cause, however. CDR is a group that has been throwing out the racist card left and right, have been has called the town outright uh, racist, has called people within the town racist, has said the systems in our town are racist. And unfortunately, the people of my town are not yet to the point of realization that the word means absolutely nothing anymore, which as a side note is really a shame because it really should be something that carries some weight. But the way it's been thrown around and bantered about and used like any other word, like the, a, an, you know, those types of words we use all the time. Racist seems to fit right in there now, causing it to really lose any and all meaning. My town uh, compatriots here haven't really come to the realization yet that being called a racist doesn't really carry much weight anymore as much as it's been thrown around. And there's no reason to fear being called names for calling a group out 
for their divisive and untrue statements and their attempts to split our community. The residents of my town haven't come to the realization yet that the agenda this group is pushing isn't going to be something that just goes away. It's something that has become an invasive weed that is now going to be much harder to eradicate. Now, the type of rhetoric and agenda that CDR is espousing is what needs to be pushed back immediately in any community. Otherwise, it does take root and it does spread. It spreads to a certain extent, that is. Now, I do think that CDR has done a lot of damage to their cause with their past actions. And maybe that's why my community feels like they can turn a blind eye to it and it will go away. But in my opinion, they are mistaken. And we'd all be mistaken to think that. My community took the Neville, Neville Chamberlain approach at first and placated them, which only in turn uh, served to embolden CDR. The residents of my town need to realize this group and their rhetoric isn't something that will just go away if you ignore it. It has to be countered and it has to be exposed in the light of truth. Now, I imagine this to be true of many of your towns as well. Your towns may have a similar type group that is trying to divide and, and get people upset at each other. And it's possible they've damaged their cause in your town through various actions that show they don't, uh, don't necessarily understand who their audience is and how to reach them and how to change minds and hearts. The citizens in your towns may be or already have turned a blind eye to that group because they have seemingly damaged their own cause and nobody's paying attention to them anymore. It is a mistake to turn a blind eye to these types of groups, however, hoping the problem goes away. It doesn't. Like I said, it's an invasive weed that has spread. You may have plucked one from one area and another one sprouts up another in a little ways down in the garden, so to speak. This divisiveness and outright untrue rhetoric needs to be exposed for what it is so the majority of the community sees it, so they feel empowered. So the, the, those in the community that uh, stand with you, that agree with you, but want to remain silent for the time being, it needs to be exposed, it needs to be shown that it's okay to speak out against things that are just patently untrue. And that it's okay to rise up and speak out against it because the more the majority speaks, the less a divisive group has a voice in a community. And then you start killing the roots of the weed and it goes away. It needs to be exposed to the point that the group's own members take a long, hard look at what they've gotten themselves involved in and how it is dividing what was an otherwise pretty harmonious community, how it's dividing a community and going against what said group is supposed to really be about. Now, CDR is not a serious group. How unserious are they? I have a few examples here that will have you shaking your head, maybe, maybe not. You might not be surprised by anything I say here. Truthfully, it's probably par for the course. Maybe you'll shake your head just to, <laughs> to placate me a little bit on that statement. But So the first one I have here, 
our city assembled a task force to study the race relations in our town. CDR was offered two seats on this task force. They turned them down. Yes, a group that has constantly complained about not having their voice heard, that has been pushing to have their voice heard, that has demanded that they have their voice heard, turned down two seats at the table of a task force that was assembled to study race relations in our town, that was assembled to figure out how we better those things, how we better those race relations, how, how we come together as a community. The reason they did? They didn't get to have input into the consultants the town chose to lead this, uh, this commission, or to more aptly put it, the town didn't choose their hand-picked race baiter consultants. So CDR went petulant child on, on the leaders of our, our town here and said they're not going to be part of this task force because you didn't pick our consultant and the consultant you pick has no idea about race relations or whatever. Now, I can just about guarantee that they are going to continue to whine and complain about not having their voice heard. About how they do not have a seat at the table. What this clown show of a group doesn't understand is that they are not in an elected position to make the calls on the consultants the, the town chooses to use for their task forces. They were not the ones voted into office. That would be the mayor and the aldermen of the town. And it's their decision, our elected officials' decision, on who the consultants are. Now, with this move to decline the two seats on the task force, CDR has ensured a few things for themselves. One, they are not to be taken seriously when it comes to any policy or procedure recommendations. They had an offer to sit on a task force that would offer up solutions to the findings and recommendations uh, that comes forth out of this group that's studying our, our town's race relations. They had an offer to sit, two chairs in fact, two seats at the table. And they snubbed it because they were having a temper tantrum over the chosen consultant. Two, they have now all but ensured their voice will not be heard in any matters brought up through this task force. The task force discusses what their findings are and the possible solutions. CDR does not have a seat at the table to offer their input. And at this point, this task force should not take their input. They were offered two seats. They chose not to take them. Third, they have forfeited all rights, any and all right, to any complaints about their voice not being heard in any matters relating to the task force or anything in this community for that matter. They were offered two seats. They declined them. With that goes any right, any complaints about not having a seat to have your voice heard. Lastly, their complaints about the chosen consultant should send the message loud and clear to our community that they have no intention of compromise on any solutions, any findings, that, and that it must be CDR's way or no way. That this is, it's 
you do what I what we tell you, or nothing at all. We're going to continue to be a headache in this community. Now, truthfully, looking at things from this perspective, CDR turning down these seats is probably the best thing for this task force overall. They may actually end up uh, having a healthy debate amongst opposing views. Uh, I'm assuming this task force is is wide in its views. They may actually be able to have some healthy debate. They may be able to actually find some common ground on all sides of the issues and may be able to actually implement some of the solutions without intimidation and obstruction from a group that has said it's our way or no way. Now, the other thing here showing that they are not a serious group uh, CDR is putting on the Juneteenth celebration in my town here. Now, let me say this first, because of course you have to go f in this day and age and say, put, put these disclaimers out there like this before you even get into anything. So let me say this first before I get all the angry emails or posts or whatever that say I'm a racist or a bigot or some phobe that nobody's ever heard of that you just made up while you, you know, someone's chewing on their hot pockets, playing their video games, trolling the internet. Now, Juneteenth is a wonderful and important celebration in our country, and it absolutely deserves to be recognized. It marks an important point in our history when word had finally reached the slaves in Texas that they had been emancipated, that they had been freed. Word that took more than two years to reach them because that word was dependent on Union soldiers rolling through these towns and states. And Texas was such an outpost, it took two years for the Union Army to get into Texas en masse and start emancipating the slaves. So the last one was June 19, 1865 in Galveston, Texas. I believe it should be a national holiday. It should be. Given our history and what it celebrates and all the other things we celebrate, this should be one of them. And on top of it, with this next part I'm going to go into, I'm in no way telling anyone how to run their Juneteenth celebrations. My intent and purpose here is to only point out the hypocrisy of this group. Now, that said... There is the usual divergence in rhetoric versus action that is seen with groups like this. Now, in the entertainment lineup for this Juneteenth Day celebration put on by CDR are a couple of rap artists. Now, let me give you a little background that will illustrate why CDR is not serious and is not a principled group. The president of CDR filed a complaint against our local school district here for racial harassment against her children. Within the complaint, it was noted that her kids had had the N-bomb dropped on them. Now, these allegations are horrible, and no one, I mean, no one ever should have to put up with any slurs in that manner. It's repugnant, it's ridiculous, and it shouldn't happen. In reality, the word should be scrubbed from our language forever. Dictionary.com seems to like uh, to like to uh, scrub words and cancel words out of the, their online dictionary. And I think Merriam-Webster's done something similar or changed uh, definitions, whatever. This is one of those things 
I wouldn't mind seeing canceled. Scrub it out of our lexicon. Get it out of our dictionaries. It's a repugnant word, and, it, and, and nobody should be called it. So these allegations are horrible. And depending which way you, you look at things, there were a couple of, of investigations done. One by a independent uh, entity in our town that found nothing wrong. And then because nothing was wrong, it got appealed to our state uh, public instruction. And of course, they didn't really do much of their due diligence either. They're filled with a bunch of liberal wokists that just said, yeah, it happened. Here's your punishment. Now, I'm sure you see this coming, but I'm going to say it anyway. The video for one of the rappers that was dug up, of course, has the liberal dropping of M-bombs in it. Now, I want to give a shout out to my friend who dug that up and posted it. I made my, made my research a little easier on this one. But the, so we have here, we have the leader of the group, the president of this group of CDR, putting on Juneteenth Day and setting the entertainment lineup, the leader files a complaint against the school system for racial harassment. Part of said complaint noted her kids were called the N-word. Yet, part of the event's entertainment lineup is a rapper who laces the N-word into his lyrics. And CDR wants us to take them seriously. Right. How can you expect to be taken seriously when it is obvious there is no principles here? It's not okay for kids to be lobbing M-bombs, but it's more than okay for rappers at a Juneteenth celebration to be doing so. And it's a Juneteenth celebration that is put on by a group whose leader filed a complaint against the school system for allegations of her kids being called the N-word. Think about that for a minute. We have Juneteenth, which is a holiday to commemorate the end of a dark, dark period of American history, a period which there's no doubt N-bombs flew with regularity. We have CDR, an organization that is supposedly dedicated to dismantling racism. It says right there in their name, Coalition to Dismantle Racism. And we have a rapper who was booked at entertainment at the Juneteenth celebration put on by said group, CDR, whose leader filed a complaint against the school system because her kids were called the N-word, which again, gone over it, horrible, never should happen. Word, word should be thrown out in, 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 you know, to the landfill and buried. But we, but this group still books a rapper as entertainment who regularly throws about what could possibly be the mother of all racial slurs in his lyrics, a word that is deeply associated with racism. What about this situation says CDR is a group that is of principle and should be taken seriously. What part of their actions here say they stand on any sort of principle? 
If the goal is to dismantle racism, how can anyone justify bringing in entertainers whose lyrics contain racial slurs and propagate racism? How can any reasonable person be expected to listen to anything this group has to say when in their entertainment lineup is at least one rapper, I haven't checked the other ones, at least one who makes regular use of the N-bomb in their lyrics, a word that was allegedly hurled at the leader of this organization's children, triggering a complaint to the school district. Why would anybody listen to this group? Why would anybody listen to CDR when they won't take the seats given to them on the town's task force, bettering, looking to better uh, the racial relations within our town? A rational person won't take them seriously. It's evident they are not serious about doing what needs to be done to improve the relationships within our community amongst everybody that lives here. They're just not serious about it. How can you be with what I've just outlined here? Someone, if you disagree with me, please enlighten me, but everything here says they do not deserve to be taken seriously. They do not have a principle. They don't believe in the principle that's right there in their name that they are here to dismantle racism when they are hiring people that will propagate it to entertain at a celebration that ended slavery. Unfortunately, it didn't end racism in this country, but it took a step towards getting there. As I mentioned before, their tactics have burned a lot of bridges in this town. It is supremely evident that they do not understand the audience they are trying to sway and win over in my town. Now, seeing duplicity like this should show everyone, everyone in this town, hopefully you too, and and hopefully, like I said, you can take some of this and you look for some of this stuff within your own towns. This duplicity should show everyone that this is not a serious organization, that they are not principled, and that there is nothing to fear in standing up to them and calling them out for their duplicity. They are not standing on the principles of which their founding is supposed to be, uh, you know, they're, they're supposed to be uh, eliminating racism. Now I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there are many of these types of groups around the country out there in your cities and towns as well. I, I, you know, I know it for a fact. Some of them are probably more uh, out front than others, I'm sure. Uh, I think it depends on how much the towns have placated them and how emboldened they've gotten. These are all groups that will have the same duplicitous nature to them. Expose them for what they are. That is what we need to do. I'm sure there's people that are still are within these groups that are reasonable still that can be reached and say, hey, have you thought about this? Approach it in a non-threatening way. I think there's some people that get caught up in the emotion of it, it the name of it, right? A, a coalition to dismantle racism sounds great, right? Who doesn't want to do that? But I think there's some people that, that that still are within these groups that can have their eyes open that with that that are willing to reason. If you if you 
pose them questions in a in a non-threatening manner. You don't hit them over the head with, uh, you know, with with your own ideology, but ask some probing questions. You know, ask them things like, "Well, how how can this be justified? Where you're bringing in a uh, entertainment that drops n bombs all over the place, yet the leader, um, the you know, the leader of the group here uh, filed a complaint against the the school for allowing the same thing, basically, right? Uh, to me, it's it, the simplest, you know, lowest common denominator here. It's kind of the same thing. The time to fear what name someone calls us is over. If we are going to preserve our communities, if we are going to have any hope of getting back to an environment of mutual understanding and compromise, and dare I see unity within our communities, Groups like CDR have to be exposed for the dividers they are. They only want a seat at the table under their terms, which tells me they are not serious about having actual genuine conversations and areas of compromise where all parties agree and our town is better off because of it. I don't think anybody in my town would uh, turn down any rational explanation. Now, CDR will, of course, disagree with me on that, but if you bring facts, you bring data, and you do it in a way that isn't my way or the highway, that seeks to understand the other, where everybody lies, where all uh, everybody's opinions and their points of view lie, it, it becomes a lot more productive then. But... That said, until that day comes where that stance is softened, these groups need to be exposed as the dividers they are. They need to be exposed as dividers, not unifiers, and that will help push the harmful rhetoric out of the conversation and hopefully usher in an ability for the community, my community, your community, and its members to seek compromise for the good of its people. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows, my original articles, as well as other resources to help arm you with knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. While on my website, check out my store, Living with Liberty Outfitters. Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed to my show and left a positive review should your listening platform allow. Subscribing to the show helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. Follow me on Parlor and Gab. My handle on both is at livingwithliberty. You can also go to the contact page of my website and email me or follow the links there to my social media pages. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, 
we will do exactly that. Until next time.